Hey there, this is a Wild Femme episode. And if you're new around here, Wild is definitely about our connection to nature, but it also stands for women into living their dreams because I believe that we have to take care of our bodies if we want to live this one wild life. And with me right now is Mia Tarduno. She is a women's mentor, a yoga instructor, and a women's gathering facilitator. Her mission is to connect people with their natural states of being to restore balance in their health, lifestyle, work, and relationships. And her offerings include movement, yoga, rituals, menstrual cycle awareness, and exploring vulnerable moments and conversations. She's actually a 500-hour registered yoga instructor, a certified trauma-informed yoga teacher, and certified professional life coach. And I just love that her work blends tools of women's wisdom, breath work, uh, somatic movement, cyclical living, and yoga to nourish and find balance in the body, mind, and spirit. So welcome, Mia. Thanks, Jenny. It's so nice to be here with you. Yes, definitely. And for those who don't know you, besides being a women's mentor, gathering facilitator, and yoga instructor, what do you want to most be known for? So I want to be most known for guiding women back to their cyclical nature. And why I say back to is because in this work that I do, this intuitive knowledge that women have is already embedded in their bodies and in their minds and in their spirits. Mm-hmm. So to me, guiding women back to this cyclical way of living really attunes women to whatever it is they desire and allows us to break away from these kind of unnormal cycles that we've uh, been called to live in, in a more linear world today. Yeah. I feel like you just got into it, but tell me more because I know we're going to talk in about living in tune with the moon and that'll be the focus because there's so many different directions we could go with cyclical living, of course, but in terms of living in tune with the moon, tell me more about what you were just saying. And like, why is that so important? Why is that something that we should bring to our awareness? Yeah. So women themselves are cyclical beings. So when we work in this way, back in a cyclical nature, it's really coming back in tune with what we already are. So whether it's following the menstrual cycle, the seasons, and we'll talk about the moon today. um, It really gives us back that rhythm that our bodies are already naturally in Mm -hmm. so that our bodies really like to sit in. And that allows us to go through these phases of having a lot of energy and being out in the world and being excited. And it also allows us space to have the energy to sink back in and to retreat and to reflect. And for those listening, you might already start to feel what those different kind of energies feel like in your body, that many of us can feel this wide range of emotions. And instead of feeling like some are good and some are bad, when we're following something that happens in nature, like the moon, we don't think of a full moon as better than a new moon or a waxing moon is better than a waning moon. It just is. Mm -hmm. And when we start to work in that way and recognize that something as beautiful, spiritual, real as the moon has permission to be different in all of these phases, so can we as women. Yeah. And where, where does this come from? Like, can you expand a little bit upon the history of this concept and what you teach and the, yeah, the awareness that we have of our connection 
with the moon? Where do, where in, in your thoughts anyway, does it come from? Yeah, so there are a lot of lineages that if you go way, way back in history books, uh, one of my favorite quotes is that uh, there was an archaeologist who was finding a bone uh, and it was of a male and it had 28 and a half ticks on it. Mm. Like it was a calendar. Interesting. And why else would have they needed, you know, 28, 29 ticks on a bone to to keep track of time. Uh, But the idea was that in cultures that really lived with the cycles and seasons, it was really important for them to know when women were going to sync up with the moon to have menstrual cycles. So in a time when humans lived by the moon cycles, women's menstrual cycles synced up quite a bit more than they do today. So women would naturally bleed mostly on the new moon And why this could be helpful for nomadic tribes going way back is to know when women were fertile, Mm -hmm. when women needed to rest, when women had a lot of energy, it would have been really hard to pick up and move an entire community if all of the women were on their menstrual bleeds during that time. So it was really this practicality to start off with, just to know like where where are the women at (laughs) and how can we work with their energies? And so now today we haven't necessarily lost that. We just feel more disconnected to it Mm -hmm. because the agency of our things to kind of need to work around that moon cycle are not as much because we have modern technology (laughs) that we don't need the light of the sun or the light of the moon to be able to get around. But it doesn't mean that as women, we've lost our connection. Right. And what is your thought on that idea of sinking with the moon? And if there is a woman listening who's menstruating and she's thinking, so what if I do bleed on the new moon? What if I bleed on the full moon? What if it's somewhere in between? Uh, Yeah. What are your thoughts on that and how that can either be helpful to sink with, or if it's not so important and if it's more um, just being aware of where you are connected in your cycle to the moon and what energy that might bring in. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So the women that I work with, I say the most important cycle to follow is that which your body is going through. So it doesn't matter so much if we sync up with the moon right now, it can be a beautiful and an amazing spiritual experience to have a bleed and notice that it's, it's with a moon cycle. Mm -hmm. However, we're all experiencing our own cycles And that's what's meant to happen for us. Mm -hmm. So where syncing up with the moon or working with the moon can be really helpful is a, for those who are not experiencing a bleed because of being on the pill or pregnancy or post-menopause and still wanting to feel some type of cycle Mm -hmm. or a very irregular cycle and feeling like that's kind of just bringing the body out of tune a little bit, then the moon's always there to feel, feel back in track with that. And then B, it actually can help some women come back in to a cycle. So if there are times where there are a couple missed periods, or there's a lot of irregularity, sometimes standing under the moon each night 
and noticing what's happening to your body and what's happening with the moon phase can actually help trigger. It's actually the pituitary gland in our brain that is light sensitive. Mm -hmm. And it can actually help bring that back online so that our hormones start to align back up to bring in the cycle. So it's this beautiful, like biological, but also spiritual experience of living in tune with the moon to come back into tune with our cycle. It's so interesting. And it's, it's undeniable once you notice and become aware of it, I think Um, it might sound crazy at first or just like, how does that even work? Where's the science or, you know, not that there's not anything to explore there, but just your own experience with it. Uh, I think it's undeniable once you start to notice different shifts and different patterns. And I guess I'm curious too, what other sort of patterns or recommendations, if you want to call them that for cyclical living, would you offer? Like if we were to even go through the moon cycle um, in each of the phases, can you sort of describe the energy of each one, the invitation of each one and how that might fit in with our our own awareness and our own approach with our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And as you were saying, sometimes it can feel like a stretch for women. So for those listening, I just encourage you to take this in and see if there's any pieces that feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it sounds like you've done quite a bit of work. And I know in some previous podcasts, you've talked about that as well, kind of how you're aligning your own schedule with that. But for a lot of women that I work with, once you start to just open your mind to this work, a lot of women feel this like sigh of relief, mm-hmm. like this, oh, this makes so much sense in my body. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the, the moon phases, we'll start with a new moon. Mm-hmm. So that would be related to a women's menstrual cycle. And again, you don't have to be bleeding on the new moon. Um, it's just that it's that type of energy. Um, so what that means is it's also related to the winter season. And it's a quieter time, a time to kind of come in to reflect. If we think of a new moon, everything outside is a little bit quieter and darker. So it can be a really nice time to journal, spend some time meditating, really resting, maybe toning down a workout schedule, things like that. Moving into the waxing moon is related to the pre-ovulation phase for a woman. And also related to the season of spring. So it's this new refreshing energy. I think this podcast will be coming out in April. So it'll be kind of our springtime and new ideas are blossoming, a lot of curiosity. Um, And then the full moon is related to ovulation. So in many cultures, there are full moon parties. So the energy is higher. It's related to the season of summer. So thinking being social, being out, being engaged, uh, bringing the energy outward. And then moving into the waning moon is related to the pre-menstrual phase, often our least understood phase of the cycle and the season of fall. And it's the season to go from this go, go, go outward energy to starting to rein that back in. I call it the season of discernment because we typically have a little less energy during that phase. And so we have to be very careful about where the energy is being spent. And so that's a way that uh, you can follow that with either the menstrual or the moon cycle, but also relating to those greater 
seasons of the year. So you can start to think about kind of all of those things in conjunction when we get down to it. You know, where are you in your own personal cycle? Where's the moon? And then what season are we in? And how are all of those energies tying together? Yeah. And that's actually where my mind was going next, because mm-hmm. it's interesting to see. Okay. So for personal example, I started my last menstrual cycle on a waxing moon, very close to the full moon. And so then I'm feeling the energies of rising to the full moon and then full moon sort of on the end of my bleed and then waning moon. So in that example, or in another personal example, you might have, how do you think that they, that they might tie together? Because as you described, like the menstrual phase in itself is very new moon vibes. It's very like that dark, that rest, kind of that inner winter. So if you do experience it on a waxing moon phase that sort of has this like rising energy vibe to it, how, how do those mesh together? Like what does the, and then of course, maybe even considering the season of nature, which right Mm -hmm. now it's winter when we're recording this. Um, but I would say we're waxing towards spring in a way. So like all of that together, do you have any perspective on that? Cause it's something that I personally, in my own journaling of my cycle and my workouts together, it's a very interesting um, thing to notice and what I teach, you know, in women to notice patterns between all of these things, but it's obviously individual with each of us. And I've noticed some patterns within my own journaling of that, but I'm just curious your perspective, what you've seen, what you've noticed personally, or what you've seen with other people and how that ties together when you're thinking about all these different influences. Yeah. So there can be a real beauty when things link up with the moon. There can also be a lot of space when they don't. So what that can mean is for those who may be bleeding on a new moon, Mm -hmm. the feeling can be very intense because our natural kind of spiritual thoughts are going inwards, our bodies going inwards. There's a lot of heaviness already just physically in the body needing rest. And then if all of the outside is happening as well, and maybe it's winter, (laughs) that can be a really, really deep time. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a part of beauty in that when things all align and it can get really intense. So sometimes it is nice to feel that juxtaposition as well. And what I would say is it really depends on, I've heard it called finding home in your cycle. So the parts of your cycle that feel, feel like they're just really in tune with what you like. So for those people, maybe who are more introverted and they like that coming in time. It can be nice to be menstruating when others are like during a full moon. So when others are really out and outwardly going, Um, because for them, if they are ovulating during the time of the full moon, that can feel really overwhelming Uh, because their energy is high, but everyone else's energy is high. Nature's energy is high. (laughs) So it's kind of this like, really super summers. If you think of being at, at a huge party and all of these people and noises and music, and then your body's feeling jittery. And it's kind of that feeling of like, Whoa, maybe, maybe a little too much. Mm -hmm. So it can actually be nice to kind of be in that, in that switch. Um, 
and then the other way around. So if you're, if you're bleeding on, or if you're ovulating on the new moon, everything else is a little more tame, but you have a little bit more energy. So what I would say is just that it can be a really nice practice to like you do and you're doing with your clients is just to notice. So what's happening in the body, but also what might be happening in nature and does that feel really aligned or does that feel really overwhelming? And then what self-care practices do you need to do to either really push yourself and get yourself out there, or maybe really step back and protect your own energy for a little bit, or maybe somewhere in between. But that's kind of how I work with both of those cycles. Again, following the menstrual cycle first, if that's happening in the body, but then just noticing what might be happening around and is that influencing what's happening in your own cycle? Uh, Just kind of taking into account where the moon cycle can be can just give you a little heads up. Maybe if you're at the grocery store (laughs) to realize, okay, everyone seems like they are running all over the place today. Uh Is it near a full moon? Is Is everyone's energy really heightened right now? And then where are you? And what do you need to do to be able to take care of yourself in that season? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, those are really good questions, really good, like um, reflection points to ask. And I always ask in the Wild Femme episodes to the guest, um, do you have a cycle that you anchor to, whether that be your menstrual cycle, the moon, the seasons? And I obviously we're talking about it, um, but is there anything that you would add there with how you anchor to any of those cycles and what that feels like or how it looks in your life with managing your energy? Yeah. I'm tempted to say I anchor to all of them. (laughs) I thought, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Definitely menstrual cycle is number one for me. I track that every day. Uh That's a really consistent schedule for me. Um, Like we were just talking about, I love to know where the moon is so that I can just kind of start to figure out what might be happening in other people or other energies around me. Uh What's happening in nature. Um, I live in a seasonal place, so it's very obvious to me what season we're in. Um, and With those the other thing that I really the seasons, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I really like to anchor to is the lunar holidays of the year. Mm-hmm. So those being the equinoxes, the solstices, and the halfway points in between them. So it's been called the Wheel of Eight. And I host a women's circle during every one of those so that we sit together in community and actually have those eight pause points during the year. But to me, that brings a beautiful way of cyclic living to the entire year that I feel like anchors in a more feminine way rather than saying it's January, we have to make all of our goals now and it's December and we probably should have done them all by now. And instead it's this wheel that's constantly turning. And each of those holidays, the lunar holidays, each has energy to them as well. Yeah. Rather than it being linear, it's very cyclical. It gives you that sense. I mean, yes, we have cycles like, okay, it's going to be January again. And you could think of it in a cycle that way, but I I see what you're saying in that it's um, like January to December, even it's almost like that's a, that's a line, right? (laughs) There's a beginning and an end. Yeah. Is what it at least feels like to me where I grew up is mm-hmm. January's the beginning of the year and yes. December's the end of the year instead yeah. of it just continuously going. Instead of, for example, like we're 
coming upon the spring equinox and then next spring equinox will be like full cycle. Is that how you would think of that as far as those anchor points? Full cycle from one point in that wheel to the other, or I know there's other points in there, like you were talking about the solstice and then the Mm -hmm. midpoint days. But yeah, it's more so thinking of it um, kind of in a seasonal way that I know you've spoken about in your podcast before about having those seasons of like putting seeds in, allowing them to sow, Mm -hmm. allowing them to bloom and blossom and to decay. And so I think of it less as like an entire cycle around because there isn't really a beginning and an Mm -hmm. end. It's just what energy are we working with? right now so you could think of like the the seasons of winter and those seasons of the lunar calendar as well kind of as the decay and the death but within a circle that's not the end like it's just another beginning so it's just continually turning it's it's almost it kind of plays with your brain a little bit that's a neat way to think about it that helps yeah Yeah. even just that metaphor yeah of a seed itself because you're right it doesn't like yeah you might think of it as an end but if you really think about it it doesn't have that end point (laughs) (laughs) right so I'm curious um somewhat related question in my work but one that I always love to ask as well are you moving your body today and if so what's that going to look like and I say related to what we're talking about because in my work it's always cyclical in terms of movement and exercise anyway Mm -hmm, absolutely um Yeah. So I am on day two of my cycle right now. So usually exercise for me looks like going on a trail run or cross country skiing. Uh, But today it looks like maybe a little walk around the block. We'll see. And I did some restorative yoga this morning. Mm -hmm. And if I can stay awake for it, I'll do a little bit more of restorative yoga before bed. (laughs) But that's my, uh, workout, non-workout routine for a day two of my cycle. I can, I can relate. That sounds very similar to how my body normally feels on day two. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yeah. And what's one thing that you do most days anyway, for your health? This is a tough question because I think of health so holistically that I'm tempted to say almost everything I do is for my health. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I journal for my mental health. I have a journaling practice most days. I really enjoy cooking and that's a really great practice to work on. First of all, some fun and creativity, and then also nourishing my body uh, and just getting a variety of vitamins and minerals. And um, most days I love to get outside and work my body, but then also be in nature. So to me, that's kind of what my holistic day of health kind of looks like. Yeah, I love it. And what does wild mean to you? Wild to me means free. It means taking away the barriers to the original spirit of that which we are born in. Beautiful. Is there anything I didn't ask you about cyclical living, about living in tune with the moon that you feel might be important to share and and 
related to what we already have talked about or not related, just anything that's on your mind that you want to add? Yeah, I think what I would say, I mean, there's so much we can get into about it. Um, But what I would say with this work, especially for those who are listening, who may just be stepping into it, is that there are little steps that you can take. So something like just looking up a lunar calendar and noticing where we are, or just finding the window in your house where you know that you can see the moon or starting to track a menstrual cycle. There are these little steps that you can take along the way because it can be a really big jump to go from a linear world into a cyclical world. It can, for some, take many years to really transition into that. And we live in a lot of a linear world anyway. So I guess what I would say is if any of this feels like a big jump or feels complicated to you, just taking a little step in the right direction can feel really nourishing for the body. And on my website, I have a blog there. Um, One of those is titled How to Live with the Moon Cycle. And there's a lot of other ones on um, cyclical living as well. So if this gets complicated or for those who like to read and see charts in a better way, you can uh, just go back to that for some reference to uh, kind of revisit this information. That's perfect. And those links will be in the show notes for those of you watching the link here. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Mia, for sharing all this and for the work you're doing to, like, as you said, remind us of our cyclical nature and um, help us return to that because it is easy to get away from it. And it's like an intentional act, intentional thought to anchor back into that and remember kind of what is our, especially as women, what's within us already within our bodies. So I appreciate that. So much for having me, Jenny, and for doing this work as well and for amplifying the voice of other women. It's really important. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for those of you watching, listening, learning. And as I always say, until we chat again, go live your one wild life. One more thing before you go, the next cycle of Wild Femme Fit is starting really soon. If you'd like details on how to join us and any of the resources and bonuses mentioned for this episode, you can go to jennyhobert.com forward slash 118.